Hello, universe. Well, I don't think you can tell as much anymore, but the Novocaine has not totally worn off. So rather than sounding like this for the rest of the recording, especially since I'm coming from my parents' basement, well, let's chat in a bit. I just wanted to show that it's legit. Got my teeth extracted. Fucking teeth. Hello, universe. I think I have most of the motor control of the left side of the lower half of my mouth back. And if not, I kind of like the lisp. I never wanted to be a kid with a lisp. I understood that to look not fun. But for myself personally, I don't know, it just kind of has that uh, sexy cartoon draw, I suppose. If I was a cartoon character or a tune, as they say now. Anyhow, this is the territory I least wanted to wander into, which is why I made a list. I think I should go get it. Unpause. Okay, ah, fuck, I forgot to get a drink. Well, I don't fucking need a drink. Pause. Okay, given that my parents do not have any applesauce to offer, I'm going to drink this yogurt. Yummy. Um... My mouth's a little sore, so I might speak even slower today. So let's start with, if you listen to me, speed up your playback. Do it. Even my mom can get to 1.25 with me. So you're crazy not to, and it's just time wasted. I mean, really, think about it. And if you're one of those people who, I can't listen to any of that shit sped up, boy, do I have a gateway drug for you. It's called... It's all my fault. It will get you to the point that you can clearly and um, with all content retention variables necessary, uh, listen to me at higher and higher and higher speeds. Once you're comfortable there, that opens the whole universe up. Not that once you're comfortable with me, the whole universe opens up. That's not how it works either. But... I digress, and I may digress and digress because I do not have my dab tools here. I don't have anything except my vaporizer and some gummy bears for knock you out sleep. And we all know much I like my vaporizer, right? At least it hits once in a while. these days, including right there, Booyah Vaporizer. Let's hit some Fresca. No sponsor of the show, just an admirable stand-in for the current time necessary. Okay, so not only am I coming at you from my parents' basement, I'm coming at you from their basement bathroom, which if I had to guess acoustically, it's not very good. But I can tell you out in the laundry room, it's not very good either. So... Limited by what I've gotten to play. Um, I wanted to again say, you shouldn't be doing this. Listening to me speak about exactly one year ago where I was, which is what we're going to do today, um, was probably of use for no one, even my nuclear family, even standing upstairs in the kitchen. But for me, it's got value. And if you're currently uh, boiling pasta water and looking for some podcast to listen to while you get all the groceries out of the car and deal with whatever's happened at the front door while you're gone. 
Well then, okay, I kind of understand that. This could be a purposeful enough background chatter that you know you can basically drop in and out at will because that's what I do. So I see that as, I guess, viable, but I'm still alarmed by my end of year numbers. I didn't know they had spiked that much. I think Spotify truncating your numbers the second half of the year is hilarious. As a former data analyst inside of uh, web service programs, I can recognize when I'm being jerked around by the algorithm. I mean, just assume you always are because that's the better assumption these days. Okay, <clears throat> not here to talk about algorithms. Not today. Well, I mean, we can, if that's what you came here to talk about. No, what we're going to do instead is we're going to do the random grab bag out of the carrying case of notes, because not only do I have those two notebooks to get through, but I've got this little case of what is usually more relevant and information of today. So, let's see what we can pull off the old wisdom pile right here. Um, good, we've done that whole page recently. Uh, did we get through all those? Did we get all the way to what is the moon? Yep, we sure did. Why all relief carvings? Okay. Hopefully that means that sums up this whole page. Uh, okay. Oh, God. Pulling one thought off of here. I listen to everything that compels me. Okay. I do. And this is the perfect thought to have pulled off the page while sitting with my parents who religiously tune into the same programs to be told what to think. I can, I can watch a couple of these main cable news network shows or whatever it is that's on there up there on the television as a matter of information gathering, but I can also recognize immediately how low value it is. It's just that they're not giving you anything of actual um, real information. They're telling you a story. For example, I just watched a story about uh, the hospitals in Gaza and their functionality and how much there still is uh, the ability for them to handle this kind of trauma or that kind of trauma, which is probably all true. But what they're not telling you is that's literally all they can handle at this point. Everything else is gone. They're piling up bodies at doorways like it's fucking Resident Evil. Don't mistake yourself for what's actually happening. And that's where uh, American media is tough for me to watch because they just want to sell you a story that makes Joe Biden able to go take a piss and go to bed tonight. But the rest of it, they're never going to tell you what the real horror is over there because the ones creating the horror right now are not on the Gaza side of the line. So when Israelis feel like they're done punishing the universe, let us know. Okay, well, there's a line out of the current stuff, so no more. All right, which means we're going to talk about what I said on my recording exactly one year ago today called, Are You Still Here? Why? <laughs> One of my favorite titled episodes of all time. But um, it doesn't end well, so I don't recommend you just flip to the end because the end's a little chaotic, especially when I say this is the last thing I want to speak about. But um, that said, 
This one's about liars um, as much as anything. And I open with who's the biggest liar on the planet, and I claim it's Zahi Hawass. Because I think he's seen the most shit that he's protecting. But um, I know the royals are huge, enormous liars. I know American politicians are huge, enormous liars. I mean, there are enormous liars on this planet. But I put Zahi Hawass up there. I think he's, he's seen more shit than anybody. And no, I'll tell you this. I put Zahi Hawass's. Well, they don't, but they're not the public face. you got to be the public face. Yeah, he may not have seen all of the shit, but he's seen enough that he's my number one liar. Um, and, the, here, and this is where I also talk about how bad the royals are at lying, because they're royal. I mean, what do you, what, I mean, yeah, maybe I lied, but fuck you, I'm a royal. <laughs> That's basically what Andrew's whole stance was when he's caught with his fucking teenage girlfriends. But just, it's, it's so, uh, yeah, wait, wait till you get across the veil for that one, Andrew. Wait till you have to look back on that one for eternity. I mean, one of the things I'll say about the, the actions you take is the stain is something you have to witness for the rest of eternity. And anybody can come in and see it too, so it's not like it's pretty that it's there for uh, ever space-time display. Uh, but the royals are the worst. And, well, this is a very bad pickle I might be in right now, but fuck you, I'm a royal. You know, what kind of attitude is that? What kind of attitude that gets you back on Earth in another thousand cycles? Um, or maybe picked clean. Who knows? And Prince Harry? God. If that kid and his brother are from the same fucking semen sample, they're not. Especially if you go look at Diana's lover. Good for you, D. Way to get one out. And way to take you out here, even if you're a little bitch. Um, I'm a bitch for phones. I'm a bitch to phones. Yeah, I'm both. If you're a phone, you don't want me as your owner. But goddamn if that Samsung Galaxy S8 hasn't been a, a thunder horse from the apocalypse. That phone is durable. If you're a bitch to phones, look back at the Samsung Galaxy S8s for sale on eBay and pull the trigger for 40 bucks and don't be disappointed. Um, all right. <clears throat> I have no other direction to move. This was an interesting offhanded comment I made that I may have not caught in other circumstances. But I just kind of dismissively state that I have no other direction to move. And that's really how it feels these days. Like I'm, I'm on a track. Like I'm one of those old school Tyco figure eight goddamn super race car layouts that just is fun and purposeful. And uh-oh, I got some water I gotta fold. I'll be right back. Pause. Um, but I've said all that kind of stuff before, all the moving with purpose and destiny and yada yada, right? So I don't consider that to be information of the new. But what caught my eye this time, or caught my eye, what, what grabbed my attention in this circumstance was how it's not like I can get through a day without having moved somewhere incrementally forward for myself on the board. I keep getting almost 
uh, tailwinded where I just am moving forward even if I'm not really doing anything. Like going to get um, the most mundane of days. Still something there will significantly move me forward in a mental capacity or an emotional capacity or problem solving capacity or <clears throat> I can't not move forward right now. Strange concept to even be uh, trying to relay, let alone recognize, let alone pull out of an episode because I pulled it from a year ago, where I also, I felt very much exactly who I was a year ago is who I am right now. <clears throat> and I mean, <laughs> you could flip-flop the timeline of the podcasts and I bet the sentiment could be the same. Anyhow, I'll, I'll have to look into multiple-year podcast uh, reflections in years where multiple-year podcasts are available. Right now, the duality of myself is seemingly very tranquil and centered. <clears throat> All right, I'm a bitch to phones. Da, da, da. So it's not that I have no other direction to move. It's that I keep moving forward. Even if it's just shh, a little bit. Do you not want... Do you not want... Oh, I I was asking if the universe was working against me taking mushrooms because my mushroom windows kept opening and closing in weird ways. But, uh, no, 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 no. Boy, did I ever get my mushroom on in January. And I would love to do that again, if anyone's listening. Uh, you can contact me at Heidegger's Goldfish, H-E-I-D-E-G-G-E-R-S-G-O-L-D-F-I-S-H at gmail.com. I only give that out twice a season, and I only spell it once. So, there you go. Talk to you next season. Um, <clears throat> you can expect me to snot something out my ear, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm pretty gross on that damn recording, so I'll try to improve that in 2023. Four. Well, okay, even a little in three. We'll do a little practice in three. Um, I used to have, uh, I used to blow my nose before every single recording, and then I would have um, Kleenex sitting there. But not being a Kleenex guy, I kind of forgot all about it. But since there's one right here, well, pause, I'll go blow my nose. But pursue a better recording experience, or listening experience, as it were, for you. Um, I do. I do try to make this as minimally irritating as possible, but I think you got to believe that with me, that's, that's a standard we should all just say is good enough. Um, <clears throat> quit restricting your emotional depth to that of a kiddie pool level. Come up to the local swimming pool at least. Yeah. I really encourage, especially any men listening, that one of the things you're probably not going to like is my advice as to how to become a bigger and better person, more confident person, uh, more relatable person, is to cry a lot. Um, and what, by, what I mean by a lot is you want to start embracing all the times that your body's telling you to release through tears. If you're actually having that impulse and holding it in, it's like holding 15 sneezes in at once. You're just, you're turning yourself into a toxic version of yourself by not allowing yourself to express itself. The human meat suit is what it is. But one of the things that is magical about it is the emotional width it runs. And again, you're suppressing all that just by a cultural norm that says you're not allowed to cry. You're totally allowed to cry. 
And what's interesting is how much empowerment you can get in your other emotional um, stability and and um, proper um, uh, come out of the toolbox kind of behavior with emotions rather than the abject run at something completely inappropriate because you bottled it up. And that's unfortunately something that's all conditioned men behavior, but I know that that was um, not quite what I was trying to convey in the last one, because I was speaking more to the general broad emotional pool that you're in. But when it comes to how to recover your emotional tranquility, it comes through crying. Yeah, I know, but it does. All right, <clears throat> work on ways you suck, but you don't know it. How many ways might you inadvertently suck? And I guess my number was between three and 300. Yeah, <clears throat> I like this is another way if your life it doesn't have much going that you can uh, do right now, then go figure out between now and New Year's something that you inadvertently suck about. Ask a close coworker. Say, look, man, no coworker's perfect. So if you had to list the one thing about me that's the most annoying, what would it be? And just see what kind of responses you get. I'm not kidding. If you can handle it, if you're tough then you'll come up with two or three that are probably legit. And that gives you something that you can say, all right, just next year I'm going to try to be better at that. Don't hold yourself to a standard, just try to be better. Because there's one way that people around you think you suck. Get rid of that, and people around you won't think you suck as much, then they'll think, hey man, you're a great dude. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, so why do I no longer turtle up emotionally? Well, because... It never feels like I'm doing anything except um, fearing outcomes that haven't even been generated. Anything that you do to make shut yourself off emotionally is bad for you. Just try to coax yourself in those situations where that's your reaction to be either more vulnerable or more confident. Either one. But one or the other is available. Um... <clears throat> All right. Earth pushes our rubber bands damn straight. And this is a way I like to think about when you're here getting just almost. <laughs> I like to think of some cartoon character who shouldn't have been in the ring. He accidentally wandered into this little workout facility where they're doing a bunch of heavyweight boxing training. And he just stumbles into the ring and he turns around and the first punch hits him. And it hits him so hard that the second punch he doesn't even see coming. And pretty soon he's been punched 38 times. Boom, 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 Right? That's what it's like. But it never snaps your rubber band. It'll stretch you. It'll pull you. It'll twist it. Hell, it'll spin it around just for fun. And then it'll twist it up again and spin it around just for fun. Earth is a... Earth is, or earth is for those capable of handling it. I'll put it that way. You don't get to come to Earth till you're ready. And if you've been here, trapped here for God's sake, if you're one of those Pleiadians, I don't even know what to tell those people. But <clears throat> hopefully that's not you. But even if it is, your rubber band in the human meat suit is just spinnable. Because eventually, believe it or not, you kind of come to like how much you can be spun. 
because you realize just how much you are capable of, especially in reaction. And that's critical. It's critical that there be some level of never doubt yourself, that you're built for this, that you got it, because you do. Um, <clears throat> all right, government representation by lottery. I love this idea. The more I think about it, the more it's the way I would set up a revolution. You just keep the, a very similar structured government. I think it's a little overrepresented, but whatever. You can make your arguments. You set up something very uh, checks and balancey like we have. And you do this by filling all those seats instead of with people who run for office. Nope. You just randomly select from the population at large. And you do so in districts, in whatever's fair. Make it all fair. Make it all transparent. And then randomly select, Ah, Jane Simpson. You are a senator for two years. And what I think you should do is you should cap everybody's service at three years. But they are uh, in service for some period of time of overlap. Here's what I mean. This is because remember, we're doing this by lottery. So you got to have some sort of transition of representation and nobody stays longer in, in Washington in three years. But <clears throat> if your number's called and you're a Senator, well, the very next session, so you got elected in November or pulled in November, you're going to start serving January 1st. So you immediately fly to Washington where your current replacement is serving. They then spend the next six months of their life showing you how to do your fucking job and what they learned. Now you're doing the job. So everything that happens going forward from January 1st on is your call. But the whole point here is a little bit of transition, uh, responsibility among citizens. And then the person who is leaving the job then writes a description of everything that happens to them over two years, over the course of the next six months and gets a huge vacation in that period of time too, whatever, right? Paid for by the state for all their great um, voluntary service. They get to go anywhere in the world or however you figure out service should be rewarded. Um, and then back to their regular job, they go as Jane Simpson, the third grade school teacher. She was a Senator that one time, just like we all could be. Now, you would want to have medical or mental health, who knows what, um, states of recent, recidivist, or what. You Exceptions could be made for people who would be uh, uh, presumed, or not presumed, but proven unfit to serve. And by this, I mean people who literally have the sort of challenges that make unfit to serve any job pretty much their position. So, could it work? Well, fuck yeah, it could work. I'd even, I'd throw every single human being in the country into the pool. And if you're in prison and this gets, you happen to lottery your way up into the goddamn Supreme Court, go serve your two years. Go serve your two years. And then your third year, obviously, is the fill-in time around the two years of service that you provide. 
I think it's... I think it would provide shockingly great legislators and legislation. Okay. <clears throat> You're so close to being something great that having missed the mark is Shakespearean tragedy. We can get awfully entangled in our own narrative of almost got it, but didn't. Well, I'm here just to say bullshit to all that, right? First of all, the narrative is probably a false construct you're trying to live up to that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not your soul is getting fed. So let go of it immediately. And then start asking, who am I? Who am I at my core? Because for me, I'm kind, I'm understanding, and I'm forgiving. And I'm currently in my parents' basement. So, there's that.